Climb aboard for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right. It's the podcast Discussing Who. Exploring the worlds of Doctor Who past, present, and future. Find out more at DiscussingWho.com. The Discussing Network presents Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones, and I want to welcome back Ryan Kent. Ryan, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I can't complain. I am happy that I have new comics that I purchased um, on Wednesday, and I guess I could have purchased some of them on Tuesday, but I waited until Wednesday. But I think, my friend, you actually went to a comic store this week. Am I right? Oh, my gosh, yes. For the first time since pre-lockdown, I don't know, I guess that would be early March, I got to visit my local comic shop, Acme Comics, uh, here in Peoria, Illinois. Great shop for anyone in the area. And, uh, yeah, picked up. Let's see, I, I don't even know what came out this week versus previous weeks because they've just been holding my comics for me. So I had a huge stack that I haven't even begun to go through yet. But so get, it just felt good to get back and uh, get back in the swing of things. So give me an idea. How tall was the stack? Oh, um, well, normal stack, I would say, was maybe four or five inches tall. But then I also spent some time going through. Uh, they put out all new stuff in the 50 cent bins, which is just one of my favorite things to do. And I had nothing to do. So I got probably another six inches worth of 50 cent comics as well. <laughs> so give me some idea title wise. What did you buy? Just just random uh, things I noticed in there. A um, couple of amazing Spider-Mans I hadn't got a chance to read the new Daredevil, um, that Joker 80 page um, giant or the you know anniversary that they've been doing. I picked that up. So I'm, I'm excited to go through that. I bet that's got some cool stories in it. Kind of a lot of boilerplate stuff because I haven't, you know, there hasn't been new stuff for me to pick up or anything. No, you know, no new, you know, smaller titles or anything for me to check out. So it was kind of just the boilerplate Batman. Batman was in there. I'm trying to think of anything. Harley Quinn. Just kind of my steady diet of regular comics. You know, I, I was just sitting here thinking, and there is some that I wish, and it may be, and if anyone knows if these comics are available digitally, that you can read them somewhere online, I would love to know uh, where you could access them. I don't want to go buy these because I have a storage bin in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where I have like wall-to-ceiling comic books from my childhood, and I would love to be able to read some of the Milestone Media comics again i just obviously with everything going on the fact that milestone was so diverse of a lineup i would love to be able to read them and i have them all but i personally just don't want to go climb through boxes right. you know in a storage bin to find them so i'd love to read them digitally but yeah Are they not I, on comiXology I don't know i should look i should absolutely look because i i would be very interested to read the original milestone, not, you know, the reintroduction of static into, you know, static shock as it was referred to in the new 52. I'm talking about static in his original costume right. from back in the day. I used to love reading those. And I think that was, I know I was in college. So this would have been 91, 92, 93, somewhere about. Yeah, that I, I've never read any of that stuff. That's a little bit before my time. I I I agree with you. I'd love to read some of that stuff because I did I did love that show growing up. I was kind of in the sweet spot for that uh, 
static shock show that was on kids WB. I used to watch that all the time. So I would absolutely love to look into it. And you're right. The moment is perfect to be looking for those, uh, those kind of comics right now. Yep. I, I love the fact like, okay, so you had icon who was for all intents and purposes, a black Superman. It was an alien who baby who was found by a woman in somewhere in America. The difference is instead of this, you know, middle of America white family, I believe he was found by a woman who was a slave and his name was Augustus Freeman that he was given. And of course he lives for hundred, you know, he lived to the present and et cetera because of him being an alien. But still the whole Superman mythology was kind of redone and reshaped and it was just so freaking good. And I would love that. Sounds excellent. Yeah, that sounds excellent. I, 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 I'm woefully undereducated on these comics. I've never had a chance to read them, but that, Alone sounds like an, a tremendous idea for a comic that I would I would love to pick up. Yep. So anyone who knows if you're out there and you're listening to us and you say, hey, I know where to find us, you know, send us some information. You can find us at host at discussingnetwork.com. That's H-O-S-T-S at discussingnetwork.com. I think you have some news, rather sad news, in the comic book world, so I think you've got some news to share with us. So what was that? Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I found out today, I think it happened yesterday, but uh, Denny O'Neill unfortunately passed. They're not saying how, if it's related to the coronavirus or anything, but yeah, just uh, he, he was up there. I think they said he was 81 at the time. Just just an absolute titan of the industry. So, so important to where things are today. Uh, he saved the Batman titles. He wrote on Daredevil. One thing I actually read about him today that I didn't know about was that they were getting ready to, to Batman was in a bad place in the late sixties, early seventies after the TV show. And they were going to kind of not do away with them, but they were going to kind of stop publishing Batman books. And he kind of saved it and brought on Neil Adams to that book and introduced things like, you know, Ra's al Ghul and basically the, those really famous seventies Batman books happened because of Denny O'Neill. And, Obviously, um, he wrote that groundbreaking, uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern book, you know, that, that dealt with a lot of social issues that, you know, we're obviously still dealing with today. So I think that's another thing that right now would probably be really great to go and pick up and read are those hard traveling heroes things that, that really looked at the, the plight of, uh, Americans across this country. Yep. It was he that made, you know, Oliver Queen such the social activist character mm-hmm. that he is known for today. He's the one that instilled that into that character. And I just think that that's really, really, really cool. Just to be a little bit lighthearted for a second, whenever I was a little kid reading that, I thought, because I didn't really, I was looking at the pictures, not necessarily reading the words. Mm -hmm. And I had in my head that one guy got a ring that made things. And I was thinking that the quiver that he had, is what made, you know, the, whatever the thing is that he had the, uh, you know, the arrows actually held in. I was thinking, oh, well, that's what makes the arrows because I was thinking, well, if that one, oh, yeah. if the ring can do, so can the arrow thing do. So I, so he just had an unlimited thing. That yeah. is kind of how it's treated in, in comics. They never really run out of arrows. Yep. Unless it's storyline dictated. 
Oh, of course. <laughs> All right. So speaking of news, and I, I think that's kind of cool where the name that I'm going to refer to, and I know things, let me preface this by saying, I know things change and change is a part of life. And just as we used to read Wizard Magazine, we now, you know, don't because we find our information on the internet, but literally when I think of stopping reading Wizard and going on the internet to find my comic book news, I went to a place called Newsarama. And I'm sure mm-hmm. at some point you've been to Newsarama, right? Right. Newsarama is kind of the, the I would say, most well-known of those internet news sites for comics. So this weekend, or this sometime in the last two weeks, I went to Newsarama.com. And my newsarama that has, you know, transformed over many, many years looks completely different. It's orange and it's not even a newsarama site anymore. It is a subsite to gamesradar.com. And oh. evidently they've been bought by them. And again, I don't know anything about gamesradar.com, but the feel of newsarama for me was totally gone. It just felt so subscribed to this, buy this. We won't, you know, you've got a pop-up block. You've got an ad blocker. Turn it off. You know, it felt very non- Yes, corporate and non- I'm looking at it right now. I didn't know know this until you just said I'm looking at it now. And you're right. It wants to install things on my computer. It looks nothing like the old site. It looks- so bland. Yeah, it does. It, it, it so feels safe. It feels like, oh, guess what? We're a games place and we want to lure in comic book readers so they might buy our games, which there's nothing wrong with. But it 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 destroyed the feeling of this comic site that I've been reading for almost 20 years. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm really appalled by this. I didn't know this until you just said it. And I'm looking up here. The even the. Uh... The URL is gamesradar.com slash newsarama. Newsarama.com doesn't exist anymore. That's Correct. that's crazy. Because you're right. This has been an establishment. You, you you said it. You hit the nail on the head. Like it, when when people stopped reading Wizard, they started reading Newsarama. It was like the spiritual successor to that, and then yes. it's been a giant for years. Yeah, and you know, I've I've gone to comicbook.com. I've gone to bleedingcool.com over the years, and and they're great sites, and that's what I'm going to be you know using now, but. It was just something about Newsarama that just had that, like you said, the successor to Wizard. It was been around. You just knew it. It was familiar. And this isn't. And, you know, like just as you and I sitting here, the screen refreshed and it wanted to know, did I want to enable notifications? Mine just got that too. Yeah. No, I don't. No, I don't. And I've already told you three times that I didn't. But anyway, so... One other thing before we move on while I'm ranting here, if you have shared any f- former Newsarama news article site, that site, that link, that URL is not going to work anymore because that really? whole Newsarama uh, has gone away, which sucks for lack of a better word. Yeah, that's that, that's that's an enormous archive of of well, I mean, even links you post. I mean, like they've had really great stories on here over the years that, you know, you go back and look at, sometimes I like to go back and look at things that like, you know, what were we thinking, you know, five years ago or whatever. And it's like, if that's gone, that, that, that's really, that really stinks. Well, I will tell you, I, um, shared something about, 
on May 19th, I shared something to our uh, internal, because we use Slack uh, amongst all the hosts of the Discuss the Network. That's what we use to communicate with everyone. So I shared something in our Slack channel for discussing comics about Batwoman, who we're about to talk about in a minute, being recast for season two. And if I go and if I click on that, the image is gone. So let me make sure. Yep. If I click on that link about Batwoman, it now directs me directly to gamesradar.com newsorama. It does not take me to uh, the original article. This is, this is, you're, you're, you're getting my reaction live because I didn't know any of this before this call. Cool. So your reaction is in a nutshell, do you like this or do you not? Oh, I hate it. I, I hate the corporatization of comic books and really anything. But like, I don't know. Comics are a fun niche and I like it when I feel like we're comic readers are creatures of habit and things being bought by big conglomerates just makes it feel less fun. Yep. Totally, totally agree. Well, let's transition. You know, I told you that I, I just clicked on a Batwoman link. So we talked in our last episode in detail about the fact that we were recasting the role of Kate Kane as what we knew at the time in Batwoman. Well, since our recording at that time, we have found out, according to one of the producers or writers of the series, they are instead going to not recast Kate Kane, but create an entirely new character by the name of, you should like this, Ryan Wilder. I think that's an awesome idea. I think that is a really creative way to get around something that they can't control. You know, we, we spend a lot of time talking about how, you know, maybe reasons why she, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Ruby Rose is leaving the character. I'm not going to relitigate that. But when that's something you can't control and you can kind of create something else around it, I think I, I honestly really like this. Recasts, I mean... I understand it's not anyone's fault a lot of times, but they, they always kind of just bug me. You know, they, it just seems a little off. So doing this, but maintaining the continuity of the show, I hope makes a lot of fans happy. I think this is, this could be a really great idea if it works out well. So do you think that she should just be Batwoman? Because the way I look at it is these actors who are also on the show, some of them, if not all of them, may be shuttled to lesser prominent roles are even shuttled off the show because you don't need the dynamic of all of these characters that you had before because Batwoman Kate Kane is gone. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd be interested to see what role they, so they've, they've announced the name of the, the, the characters, um, you know, alter ego or whatever. Have, have they, so they haven't said if she's going to be, you know, quote unquote Batwoman or she's going to be something else or is she going to maybe if she's Batwoman, she's going to be just a, a Batwoman with a different cast of characters to, to more suit her character. Well, here's what it says. It says in her past, she was inspired by Batwoman. She is going to excuse me. She is going to take on the mantle and is completely maybe not the right person at the time to be doing it. That, that's what makes it fun. Wow. That I mean. Even though I, I haven't watched the show before, I want I, I want to watch it now to see how they pull this off because I feel like that's kind of a fun way for a, a writer's room to try to you know I feel like you know you're putting them in a bag and you know when you when you put constraints like this on people they usually people find a really creative solution so hopefully that's the case with this and they they come out um, you know looking like geniuses for this instead of just trying to recast the same character. 
Well, here's what I hope. I hope that whoever the actress is, that they or the you know, I, I know we're being gender neutral actor, but I, I still have in my head sometimes because I'm almost 50 years old and I would want to say actress, but the actor that right. they place in this role, I hope that she is a dynamically strong and powerful presence, because what I think is going to happen is you're going to have curiosity seekers who are going to tune in, who've not watched Batwoman before, just to see what it's like. And I, I would love to, for them to be hooked and, and, and for this character to really take off. You know, that, that would be, you know, that really would, would be cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, and count me as one of those, you know, people who are interested in it now. I, 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 I'll give the show a chance probably because of this, because I want to see how they try to write their way around this. Okay. Well, speaking of the Arrowverse, let's go to the negative a little bit, but a positive for the Arrowverse itself or specifically the Flash, because correct me if I'm wrong, you, we've talked before and you're aware of a lot of these series on there, but you're not a watcher of like The Flash, right? That is correct. I've watched the first one or two seasons of Flash, really liked it. I just, one of those things that there's too much good TV on and I can't watch all of it. And that these shows have kind of become a victim of that, but I am genuinely aware of them. I'll catch clips of it sometimes. You know, I am still rooting for these shows, big fans of the people making them and everything they're doing. So I am you know, in the loop on these shows, even if I'm not watching them. Awesome. Awesome. So a few years ago, and he started off as a very unlikable character, in my opinion, but he's grown only over the last several seasons. Hartley Sawyer played the character of um, the, elongate, the elongated man. And I've never really been a character fan of him or of that particular character so he went into it with a negative for me because i really didn't care about the character that said right i've enjoyed this guy's portrayal however we have seen and i'm not going to read the tweets but he has over the last several years actually been tweeting things that are offensive to a whole assortment of people. I guess that the conversation I want to have here is where is the line that somebody should have? And, and it should be, I guess, just a skillet over the head saying, don't do it. But right. Where do you, but I see what you, you know mean. what I'm saying? There, there is, there's a great, I mean, the, the, cause I agree with everything you're saying. I, I, this is what, what they t- tweeted, you know, terribly offensive to, so many people and you know even though i don't watch the show i'm glad he's gone i that that's my stance 100 percent. you know but i'm gonna kind of if i'm gonna play devil's advocate so james gunn i mean it was a big hullabaloo a couple years ago when it came out that he tweeted something i forget what the exact thing was but it was something said in jest that was very off color very not okay and he got fired by disney uh who ended up actually reversing that decision based on the support of the crew I, I'm, I'm willing to dis, to enter in that discussion on where where is that line? Because you're right, there is kind of a, a murky area there. But for me, as far as these were concerned, the guy had to go. Yeah, and, and you know where I'm. I, I guess the line that I'm talking about is is the people understanding. And I guess it's if you're insensitive, you're just insensitive, just in general, and you don't care. You know, if you want to be an a-hole, you're just an a-hole in real life. Because I think the problem that a lot of us have, you know, and I'm speaking for myself, 
this guy is not the character that he played on TV. I may have liked him as the character that he played, Grant Gustin, who it may be the most nicest guy that we would ever uh, meet, is not Barry Allen that we see every week right. on TV. You know, and, and I think as a viewer, as a fan, we sometimes have a difficulty separating the two. And, you know, just as I'm not perfect and you're not perfect, neither are these people. But I would think that you and I have a better sense of of humility or decency to not say some of the crap that he did in a public forum. And, and that's the thing. I, I agree 100 percent. Because saying it, you know, you and I, if you and I were having just a casual conversation and I said something off color, I'm not saying it's excusable, but that's something different. This person is putting out there on Twitter where you're, you know, you have as many followers as you have. And, you know, celebrities are always trying to grow their influence because they want what they're saying to be heard. You're putting it out there with as loud a voice as you can. You're I mean, you're going to the proverbial mountaintop and shouting it out. And if this is the kind of thing that someone, you know is willing to go to the mountaintop and shout out loud and doesn't feel a, a sense of shame about it. I mean, it's not the kind of guy you want um, around your show. Um, so I'm going to say good riddance. I don't watch the show, obviously, so I'm kind of a, a spectator in this. But you're, you're right. People have a hard time separating art from the artist. But for this, there's really – there's no I – don't, I don't see a way where they could keep him. Yeah. And, you know, I, I – there is a part of me who would love to make a statement that says, and, you know, I used to say that I did not want to be political or make a statement that would possibly offend someone who is a listener because, you know, I didn't want to be political. However, considering some of the things that our the the gentleman who is inhabiting the office of the presidency at this time has done, you know, I think by not saying anything and being complacent, sometimes saying the that this gentleman who is inhabiting the office of the president at this time does, I, I, I think it's right to say and call him out for things that he does. That said, I would love to attribute some of what Sawyer did to this culture that this that Trump has created with the it's okay to attack people you know as long as you've got your followers well th this guy was tweeting this stuff back in 2012 2011 2014 well before Trump took office and stuff like that so I can't contribute that I just say this you it's wrong to have the thoughts that that this guy was having, but when you do it publicly, he can't be shocked when it comes back to haunt him. Hundred percent, because I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say I agree with everything you've said there about our current commander in chief and all that kind of stuff. But you're you're making a good point because this has been going on for a long time. And one thing that um, sorry, I'm just checking real quick how old this guy is because he wasn't he wasn't a child when this came out either. Though okay, so. He's 35 years old, you know, eight years ago. He was a, he was in his late 20s. And by then, you know better because uh, something I notice a lot. Um, I follow a lot of, you know, sports leagues and how when they draft things, a lot of times people come out. Well, this person, you know, in 2011 tweeted this and I, I don't defend them because the, a lot of times what they say is ignorant. And I understand that. But they also it's like, OK, look how old, they were 12 years old when they tweeted. It. He was a grown man when he tweeted this and he should be held accountable for his actions as a grown man. Right. So, and, and and I'm going to call you out for a second. How old are you? I am 28. 
Okay, so you are at the about the age that he was, and you at twenty eight know by just what you said this you don't do stuff like that. It's just you know I I'm not going to excuse if he had the conversation in private, but like I said, he he went to the top of the you know we went to the top of the mountain and said this to as many people as he possibly could do. So uh, I I have no sympathy for this guy. Yep, yep. I I don't either. I I truly don't, and I applaud um, you know the flash producers. I don't ever want to see someone lose their job. I don't take the light in someone losing their job. However, if I, you know, I, and I've been thinking about this so much lately, we had an amazing discussing track episode uh, the other day we were doing a DS nine episode that dealt with racism and everything. And, you know, it's, it's just so much that I hope that this is a time in our country and society where we do move around the corner, you know, like actually make some true progress because I, I just think it's time. I mean, it's been time. Right. A hundred percent. And I, you know, this is, this is a time where we're actually seeing change, not just being talked about, but seeing actions be done. And it, it, it's, 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 distressing because it's been a stressful last couple of weeks i mean for everybody but it's also heartening i i feel i feel in the subject filled with hope that that we are you're right that turning a corner is a good point and i'm not saying it'll ever be gone or anything like that but this moment feels different than previous moments it feels bigger than you know unfortunately you know what was it 2012 with the with trayvon martin it feels bigger than i don't know the the the, the, the nfl like the most um whatever you want to say organization, they have not been super on the right side of this, just pledged, you know, $250 million over the next however many years. Like, I feel like there's real change being done. And I, I am, I'm hopeful for that. Yes, 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 yes. Me too. And speaking of being hopeful, you know, I, this is the bit of inspiration that I had today, because whenever I approached you about doing an episode se several days ago, I hadn't seen this yet, and I didn't see this until sometime middle of the afternoon, but it looks like Anthony Mackie, who, of course, was Sam Wilson or is Sam Wilson in the Avengers and soon to be in his own Disney Plus series, um, the Winter, you know, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And I believe this was on June the 11th, which was yesterday as of this recording. Yeah, yesterday. So I ask you to read or watch this before we started recording. And I will be honest to tell you, this brought me to tears. This was, this was so moving. And that's why I wanted to talk about this. But what was your impression of Anthony's video? Um, I mean, not to just say same as yours, but same as yours. I, I, I'm kind of, people make fun of me in my friend group. I mean, lightheartedly that I, I cry easily. Um, but th this definitely got me that he, his statement was so powerful and so impassioned. And so, I don't know, you could hear every, he, you could hear fear in his voice. You could hear sadness. You could hear anger. You could hear the hope though in his voice and like, and, and, make, and you know, his motivation to, to change things. And I think what he has started, um, this, uh, and man, I'm going to say it now and not have it right. Uh, I am a man dot vote. If I'm saying that right, I hope I am. You are doing it a hundred percent. Correct. I am okay. a man dot uh, vote. The it to to he, his goal to to get a million men registered to vote. I think that is, I don't want to say the the easiest way to change because there's no easy way to change, but 
if you're listening to this and you want to make a difference, if you are not liking where things are going in this country, the best thing you can do is go out and vote. Vote vote for our presidential election, but also vote for your senators, your representatives, your mayors, your local officials. All of these, I mean, he said it, I'm just echoing what he said now, but these are elected positions and you, these people can be voted out of office if enough people try to. And what he's doing now is trying to give everyone the opportunity to vote to try to curb uh, voter suppression in uh, you know, minority neighborhoods and in, in poorer neighborhoods, people they feel helpless that they that their voting doesn't matter because of these voter suppression techniques. And him fighting that, I I I was like I, said, I was moved to tears. It was very powerful. Yep. You know, uh, another thing that he said, and, and again, this is so enlightening about education and listening to things. I did not know that you know in many places that you can go ahead if you already know you know, maybe sometimes months in advance of who you're going to vote for, you can go ahead and go vote, you know, doing the absentee way. You may have to go in and vote. I, I don't know what it is in different districts or different states, but the fact of early voting, which is, you know, a lot of people assume, because it's just ingrained into you, I think, that you have to wait till election day to go vote unless it's right. You know, and then you have to special... get a sitter for your kids. You have yeah. to get off of work. You have to get there before polls close. Well, I'm calling this particular episode of Discussing Comics, Give This Man a Shield, because I personally think that it is really inspiring having watched the last Avengers movie and knowing, because I mean, I was sitting in the movie even a year ago, whenever I was watching it, like bawling my eyes out at the moment that he gives, uh, you know, Sam the shield. And even to the point of I watched Endgame last weekend and I was sitting there bawling my eyes out again whenever he gave, you know, Sam the shield. I'm calling this give that man a shield because it is so cool to see a black man be Captain America. And I just think that that in this time, it, it it just speaks volumes to me. Couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. You, you so so well said. And who also couldn't agree more? I was re I'm reading the comments from the YouTube where this video came from. Let's mm -hmm. see. Someone says, um, "When Captain America tells you to vote, you vote." Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, there's there's not much more to say than yeah. that. And another person says, "I'm a simple person. I see Captain America. I click. I mean, so I, I'm, you know." I, I'm, I'm not the only one thinking that already as Captain America. Yeah. I hope for anyone listening that you're not offended by anything that I've said in this episode. I'm not here to make anyone feel uncomfortable, but I was moved by what I saw and my personal background, my personal situation, my personal family that I consider every bit as much of my family are black. So I, you know, feel like I'm coming from a different place. So I feel like I, not that I have a right to talk about this, but I, again, anyone listening, I hope you're, you're not offended. We, you ever, I appreciate everyone's opinion that is listening to this podcast. However, I was moved again by what he said. And I think it is important because I really, really, really hope that this is a time of real change in our society. And it is well, time for change for sure and i'm just gonna throw in real quick this is to me to me this is a bipart this is a bipartisan thing no matter who you are no matter what you believe you can affect change in your community by voting so i i, I don't think it's 
I think it's a powerful thing to say that every uh, every American citizen who has the ability to should vote and voice their opinion. I think that's that's important no matter who you are. Agreed. Agreed. I, I totally agree with you. You know, I just I, I will add that everyone has the right to vote and yes. may, may the majority truly win. And, you know, if if you have five million people, five million people vote. And if four million of those five million agree, then whatever that agreement is, the majority rules or whatever. Um, but just be honest, be whatever, be forthright. But, but back, but back to this, I, I, I hope people are inspired in this time. And if what we've talked about tonight has inspired you, then that's good. If, if it's made you feel uncomfortable, then Maybe that's something to think about if it's, um, you know, like I said, I hope I that didn't offend anyone, but uh, we will be back. We will be back next time. But I before we go, I want to ask you, let's be a little bit more lighthearted before we uh, mm -hmm. leave for this episode. So anything that you've been reading or watching lately that's been fun and lighthearted? Actually, how about this? I'll give you a book that I'm reading. It's not even a comic book or a movie. It's called Sapiens. Um, it was written by, and I'm not going to get the guy's name right. He, he, he's a, he has a Hebrew name. He's, he's from Israel, but it's the, the history of human beings and how we came to be where we are. It's incredibly fascinating. If anyone's looking for a, uh, kind of a, a longer book to read this summer. Cool. Cool. Well, I, anytime I want to say lighthearted and fun, if you want to listen to something that is lighthearted and fun, if you want to listen to a bunch of idiots on a spaceship that is going off in space and there are literally a bunch of idiots with assassins i would say you need to check out the oz nine podcast and it is one of my favorite comedy sci-fi podcasts that they they just finished up series two and again totally awesome oz nine podcast not there will be a link in the show notes so ryan thank you for joining me again. I always love having you on. So thank you very much. Love being here, you know, and uh, if I'm just going to depart with one thing, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, everyone, this is the time to be loving each other, be, be, be appreciative of each other, give people more grace and uh, we'll, we'll get through all this. Awesome. Awesome. And well said, my friend, well said. And for everyone listening, like I said before, you are appreciated. And with that, we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.